Yes, guys, welcome back. Wannabe Pundits Podcast, Episode 2, Season 3. We're here with all the boys. Got a couple missing, but that's all good. We've almost got a full fit squad for tonight. So, lads, how are we feeling? Not too bad, Good. 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 Excellent. Could be brighter. Put your hand up if you got three points. Uh, Hand in the dirt. His hand up, man. And that's tonight's episode. Thank you for joining. All right, let's dive into it. We'll start. We'll start in order, shall we? Match day one. Arsenal, two. Palace nil. Matthew, please lead us away. What would you like to know? Two minute oh, timer just... is set, Matthew. Yeah. Two minutes. Yeah. You're <laughs> on the board. Simple. I was very happy. First twenty minutes was the best I've seen us play in a very long time. We eased off a little bit, but I think it's because Palace came into the game a bit. Second half was pretty much. All Palace, uh, all Palace. They only troubled us a few times. Probably should have had a goal when Eze went through one on one, and then obviously we held out well. Saka scored a goal, which was a deflection. Uh, Saliba, I thought, was man of the match, which he actually was. He defended very well on Zaha, someone that's constantly causing us trouble, uh, handling with ease. Uh, I was very happy. Good start. Obviously, we lost the first game last year, and we lost to Palace away last year. So it is a step in the right direction. How was that, Jake? Was that under two minutes? That was absolutely amazing. I was literally, if you didn't ask me, I was already going to say. <laughs> there's not much, there's not much really to talk about. The first 20 minutes was awesome. Um, we stuck it out. We did the things we needed to do. Good win. Not outstanding in the end, but it was all we needed to do. Very happy. Beautiful. Um, in terms of new signings, let's start with Jesus. Thoughts on his performance for Arsenal? So I thought he was really good, like I said, in that first 20 minutes. And then when Palace came into it a bit, we didn't have the ball as much. So we had to do a lot of his work off the ball, which he's very good at, constantly running around. He had a moment in the first 10 minutes where he, he drifted around about four people. And if he scored, oh, I was going to paint my walls. It was ridiculous. But then it fell to Martinelli and he missed an open goal, kind of an open goal, but he made up for it with his goal. So not too bad. I thought he did well without being outstanding. He just did his job. Zinchenko, obviously, with the assist, little set play that um, Arteta was talking about in the press conference that actually practiced that all week, peeling off, having that second ball in, which worked perfectly. But, yeah, yeah. can't complain. Beautiful. Um, left back, Zinchenko. Thoughts? Like I said, um, I thought he did his job, but, like, not outstanding, just did his job, looked good, looked comfortable, provided some well a good amount of versatility for us, a bit more than Tierney. Um, and obviously he came off with about 10 minutes left and gave Tierney a go. But like I said, I think he's going to be very good for us this year, not just as an individual player, but for how the team is going to be set up and how it's going to constantly be changing. So, yes. Yep. But I thought, like I said, our um, best player was Saliba. To come in and first game, a lot of pressure, just to handle it with ease. Um, yeah. Yep. Really, really good to see it. Now, last season, you started off, Arsenal started quite negative, Negative, you could kind of say, with three L's to start with. Mm-hmm. Now, you started the first game with a dub. Are you going to yeah. continue with more wins or how do you reckon it's going to change? It's crazy to see what happens when you start, like with the team that you want to start with. Like last year, 
I don't know if you boys have been watching the doco. Obviously, it was a bit more in-depth, the amount of players that were swapping and changing that first three matches because of injury and COVID and all this sort of stuff and our slow transfer business. Getting all your business done early can help and having more playing pre-season. Uh, I think I sent today to the boys in the chat. I think our next game, we've got Leicester, then we have Bournemouth, then we have, can't quite remember who it was. It was a winnable game and then Villa. I was like, if we're serious about top oh. four, we should be all four. All four of them. We should be five from five. And then we have United. Well, after, yeah, well, after Bournemouth, you got Fulham. Then Fulham, you've that's got Tuesday. Villa. And obviously, and Fulham you, gave... You've got United. Fulham gave Liverpool a bit of a scare, but teams that get promoted in the first... Their first games at home, they're always yep. competitive, like Brentford were last year. But if we're serious this year without trying to sound too overconfident, we should be winning all those games, just because Leicester yep. and Villa are probably the hardest games there, and they're both at home. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unreal. Awesome. Um, let's take a little trip to Craven Cottage, Dylan. Played against nearly promoted Fulham. 2-2. Let's indulge in this one, shall we? Where does one begin? Where does so, one begin? Fulham played, as you would expect. On a dry pitch. Promoted club to play. They played unreal, nothing to lose, fearless, and they absolutely ran us over the park in the first half, in my opinion. Um, very solid side. Uh, made a little easier by some errors around our team, misplaced passes, some sloppy defending all around. Um, yeah, look, we we sort of found our feet a little bit in the second half, Um Kind of kickstarted when Darwin came on. Not that he was super effective. He was just in the right place at the right time, in my opinion. Um, yep. But an, an assist and a goal for him is going to boost his confidence. And obviously, when you give 30 minutes and you get two contributions, um, you know, it's confidence booster. So all in all, Fulham deserved at least a point. And in yep. the end, I think we did enough to justify um, grabbing one as well, which is a pretty hectic thing to say when you're playing the you know newest team in the league when you're supposed to be top two. But um, all in all, we could have even won if Henderson didn't hit the crossbar in the 95th as well. Indeed, that's it. Um, in terms of new Fulham also hit the crossbar or the post at the start. Mm. So did Luis Diaz, but that's not. No, we didn't talk about that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll Don't what, say that. what did you think of um, <laughs> Mitrovic? Um, to be honest, in his last spell in the in the league, I kind of thought that he was a championship wonder, <laughs> and only that. Um, and then next thing you know, he shows up and makes a fool out of Van Dyke on probably two occasions at least. Um, yeah. So it probably says a lot about his development and how seriously he's taken this new opportunity. Um, he, he looked great off the ball as well. He's he, he's kind of yeah. um he's he's. He's very interesting. I feel like he floats around quite a bit. And for a big, solid dude, he, he can throw people off him pretty easily. Um, and that's what you, what you were talking about. The movement off the ball is pretty nuts to see from a big guy like that. Even, even working back in defense, like the amount of times, even late in the game, he was he was back helping the midfield. Like, uh, I, I think you're right. This time he is making the, making the most of the prem. Yeah, I think... You know, if he has a big year, there's probably nothing stopping him from getting a big move as well. 
um, you know, in if to showcase your ability to throw Liverpool around on the first day of the league, if you can sort of keep that sort of um, that level of play up for the whole year, I guarantee there's going to be a lot of clubs knocking on the Fulham's door for him. Um, but definitely. yeah, look, Liverpool's transfer business, I'll just quickly touch on. I think Darwin, um, he's still very nervous. You can tell when a player is nervous because they're very stiff and they kind of move robotic. Um, he kind of started to started to chill out a little bit as we uh, as we got a bit more comfortable. But um, I thought Carvalho looked okay. Um, would love to see a little bit more time given to him and Harvey. Harvey looked a little bit rattled because he was back in Fulham. But um, yeah, look with Thiago out, it would be interesting to see if we give some youth a crack for six seven weeks, or if we need to bring someone in on loan, or for example. Um, but I'm pretty happy with where we are at the moment. And I think to claw one point out of that game is um, lucky, lucky, but deserved. Dylan, can I ask something? Um, I read somewhere that apparently you've got seven midfielders and only four available, four injured. Was that right? So at this stage, we've got Ox out for a bit. Curtis Jones out. Nabby's back. Tiago's now out. Um, and there was one more midfielder that, I can't think of at the minute, but we've essentially got three, possibly four out. But the way that we play, I reckon we've kind of got enough there for to get by without buying someone. Um, and considering that Firmino could probably slot back into a more of a 10 role to fill a spot for a bit too, that's, that's an option. Um, but, yeah, we've definitely got a couple out. One last question, Dylan. Was the pitch dry? No. I just can't believe some of the shit he says sometimes, eh, to be honest. Um, I'm the first to call out someone, even on my own team, as you guys know, I'm pretty liberal in the sense that I talk shit about Salah when I have reason to. And Klopp's the same. I think sometimes he's better just shutting his gob instead of saying something stupid and blaming something so trivial. But... um, Oh, with a great manager, you kind of have to accept that sometimes he's going to do dumb shit as well. But I just wish he didn't say that because it was just such a cop out. <laughs> How's the response from Fulham to post that photo of the sprinklers on as well? They're like, <laughs> pitch is looking lush. <laughs> All right, moving to North London. Uh, Tottenham four, Southampton one. Chris Carrasco, please indulge us. Um, look. Uh, stoked about the win, stoked about the performance. Um, unfortunately, it took a goal from Southampton for us to actually switch on, um, which has happened in the past. Any Spurs fan will tell you. Um, but yeah, uh, very happy. We didn't start any um, new signings. We uh, are easing them in, but uh, good performance. Kulisevsky, I would say, was man of the match. I think he was man of the match uh, with a beautiful assist um, and a goal as well. Um, yeah, uh, you can see Conte's patterns of play definitely in that game. There's more intensity, more pace, more speed. Um, it's like you can see that the the two centre-backs on the left and the right, so Davies and I think it was Romero, uh, were more driving out with the ball and coming way further past the halfway line um, and then playing the wing-backs. It's, you can really see the difference this season, what a full pre-season under Conte does because you've got – both you've got a wing back crossing to the wing back at the far post 
and it's just you can they're basically there to assist the striker and it's just outstanding to see but yeah four goals could have easily been five six at least um i'm still confused as to why that handball was not a handball there was there was a shot for those who don't know there was a shot um i think we had the ball fell in a cross and someone went to just basically we were six yard shot or penalty spot shot along the ground and the southampton players just handballed it um he wasn't aware of it but it's going goalwards definitely going in if not would have made a miraculous save had to have had a miraculous save by the keeper but yeah overall really stoked happy with that Kuliseski Kuliseski however you pronounce it mm. what was the thoughts on his performance I know a few other Spurs fans that were absolutely all over him yeah he I mean look he's 21 I think just turned 22 um bright future uh outstanding if you watch how he plays he's just got he's he's quite mobile and he's making the right runs at the right time playing a simple pass when it's on and for the fourth goal for his goal you can see emerson making the run through being played through by hoiberg and then you can see kulisewski just drop off just to receive the simple pass turn touch and finish back post and that's what he's like he's just so um he's just such a hard worker and he you can see the i really like the thing about conte how he's brought in six seven players but just to give a squad competition and you can see that that's made a huge difference because i know kulisevsky hit the ground running in the first six months that he's been here um but i'll judge him more off a full season and I can say that without a doubt, having players like Richarlison, like Lucas, um, you know, definitely Richarlison threatening to take his spot. Um, and that's not just him, it's across every position. There's multiple players for every position that can definitely fill in the role. So if you're not performing one week, Conte will drop you and that threat will always be there if you don't play the way he wants to play. Um, so I think that, Kulisevsky's performance today really show that there's good competition. You've pretty much just said it. Um, a good squad, as we know, City and Liverpool in the last <laughs> couple of years had a good um, squad depth. So obviously squad depth is what you need to win trophies. Isn't that right, Jack? Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, definitely squad depth is key. Uh, a lot of the time. And if we're going to be talking about United, um, yeah, we have no depth and we don't, it's not about depth. It's about, we don't have a first team. So uh, there's a lot more issues than depth, but yeah, depth is crucial if you want to be successful. Well, we won't get to United just quickly, but what we will do is take a trip to Goodison Park. Brad, talk me through Chelsea, please. Mate. Before I start, I just want to um, give a shout out um, to one of the best wingers the Prem has ever seen, William. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, mate. I know you're a, a fan of the show. so thought I'd Happy birthday, William. Yeah, thanks, Dylan. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, you know what? Look, we take it. We take the win. That's my mentality. Um, I wasn't impressed with a lot on the weekend with what I saw. Back to kind of old ways, I think. It's, it's very interesting because when I look at how everyone played individually, 
I would easily pick out our three new signings as the clear kind of um, highest performers, which doesn't surprise me. But I am a bit a bit worried the way we're playing, especially with our front three. Like Sterling was the only one who like kinda did something. Havertz and Mount were it was a bit of a worry, but I'm not going to be um, not going to be on them. But um, I don't know. Like, I think we're still one or two signings away, big signings from being anywhere near the top two. I think as it stands right now, I think we're probably probably sitting that fifth. I would rank us about fifth now. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I think it was positive because we haven't won in Goodison Park since 2017. So, you know, I mean, it's a bit of a bogey, bogey um, ground for us. So... Look, that's the positive. The positive is the three points. But the performance was disappointing. But um, I think in time it will grow with our new signing. So, look, I'm happy. I'm happy. Now, new signings, Sterling, Kulbale, and I'm not even going to bother pronouncing his name. But thoughts? Kukurea. Um, Yeah, very impressed. Um, Sterling brings something different in attack, more direct. Um, like outstanding dribbler, almost scored. Oh, he did score, but he was offside. Um, and then he almost scored again off a Kukurea cross. Koulibaly is um, lacking a bit of fitness. He went down with cramp about 70 minutes in and they had to come off, I think, five minutes later. But when it comes to Koulibaly reading the game in defence, like you can just see like just an elite level defender, um, which is going to be massive for us. And Kukurea looks good, looks direct. He's rapid. Um, good touch, great passing, great positioning, just a, a real good threat. Like as a left wing back, he's perfect. And that's not me um, kind of flagging Chile off. It's just he's come back from an ACL. He looked he looked a bit slow. He didn't look on the ball, but that's going to happen. He's come back from a massive injury first game of the season. But that's what I mean. I think I'm, I'm really happy he's been brought in because it gives competition and Chilwell, not all the pressures on him. Um, but yeah, all three signings I'm completely happy with, and I'm hoping a few more come in the door. But yeah, that's my analysis. Now I've got one question to ask you. Now, what does this season mean for Tuchel and Chelsea if you don't make top four? Um, that's a good question because I could have answered this a different way if Ramon Abramovich was still in charge, but. Um, because Todd Bowley is now, and Todd Bowley's kind of working with Tuchel with signings, I would probably put my life savings on Tuchel being our manager next year without a doubt. Um, I don't think Bowley's the type to make quick, rash decisions, especially giving him, with our linked targets, like it could be upwards of 300 million that he's given him. So I don't see that happening anytime soon. Maybe in the year after next, who knows, but um, for the foreseeable future, he'll be even if we do if we don't make top four, massive, massive L. But he'll still be back um, at least for another twelve months, hundred percent. Unreal, very good. All right, Jake, are you alive? Yeah, mate, just barely, just barely. For more than right, one reason, we'll make we'll make this short and sharp, shall we? Sounds great. Let's do that. I want your five second review about United and Brighton. Go. Uh, sense of the whole thing. Fucking absolutely disgusting. Awful. Shambolic. I don't know. I don't know, man. Terrible. There's no words really, is there? It's uh it's it's just like just bow your head. Shame. 
It's more than five seconds, but you know what it is. It wasn't it wasn't our day, was it? From pretty much the word go. You know what it was? When the ball went out to Darlow in the, like the 10th second and he just lost it straight away to the defender and he was at Trossard had the left-footed volley. It was it, at that moment it was fucked. Yeah. Yeah, that was on my list of how the fuck did this guy become a footballer. And that list is topped by Scott McTominay. I just don't understand how they're still on a living playing football for Manchester United, let alone any club in the world. So it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. All right, let's start with Ericsson. Thoughts on his performance? Ericsson was the only good player, honestly. He... You know, he started off maybe a little bit, a couple of wayward passes, but he was, he was being creative, you know, he was trying things, which is what you want, obviously. Um, as the game went on, he looked like our only avenue to actually penetrating Brighton's back line, um, finding a ball. Um, yeah, he was he was good. Um, but, you know, when you've got, you're relying on Christian Eriksen to dictate your play, you know, a, a class player, obviously, in his day, but, you know, when you're relying on him to players a holding midfielder or a deeper midfielder to get anything done, then you know your club's in a bit of a dire fucking situation. Yeah, not wrong. Summed it up very well. And new signing, Martin is at the back. I personally thought on the ball, very calm, composed, played it very well. Couple one or two errors, you could kind of say, but overall, very good. I'm happy. Yeah, that, yeah, that sums it up. I'm I'm happy with him as well. You know, everyone's you know takes a mick out of him for being short, but really his height wasn't really exploited all that much in the game. Um, you know, obviously there's going to be more um, games in the future where we might see. Oh, you know, if he was a few inches taller, then he would have gotten to that ball. But uh, yeah, for the meantime, you know, looked great at the ball, very composed, um, knows what he's doing, um, can find a pass as well. Like really good ball playing defender, which is good. Which Makes me question, would he be a better suited a bit higher up the field in a holding midfield role? Yeah, I think he um I think he can also play that holding midfield role, I'm pretty sure. I think he'd done a few games at Ajax. Mm, it'd be interesting to see if he ends up staying in the back line um in the future. I personally would like to see a um a fit Varan in Martinez combination. Mm, it'd be interesting. But then we also, there's always also that thing, you know, we, we lose height then and, and presence. And traditionally, I guess, if you're going to play with a shorter centre back, you play with two taller ones beside him or, you know, in the back line with him. So it'd be interesting to see how we line up in the future if we're going to go with the three centre backs or we're going to stick with Martinez with Maguire or Varane or Lindelof. And Ronaldo starts against Brentford this weekend. Uh, well, when you don't have a striker, I guess you don't really have an option. You can't really punish the best player in the world um, by making him sit on the bench because he didn't verse Melbourne victory in a bloody preseason game. You can't really have him sitting there when you've got nothing up top. You look, you're playing Bruno Fernandes or Christian Eriksen rotating as a striker, which is just, it's just absolutely diabolical. But then again, you know, we're going to bring a world-class striker in in Marco Arnautovic, so that's just that's just going to make everything so much better. You know, I can't wait and for on that, that personally. And on that note, I think we might end the United segment. Let's do that. Thank you. All right, Ben. West Ham played champions, Man City, Harlan double. Talk us through it, please. And also show us your hammer. Also, hit spacebar while you talk, please. Thank you. 
Oh, there we go. I had me, uh, my headset on mute. But no, you'll, you'll find that that was actually our last preseason friendly. Yeah, there was a scheduling error. No, but uh, in all seriousness, I didn't expect anything from this game. We had an injury crisis at centre-back uh, going into it. Ben Johnson was starting up against uh, Harland's debut. So that was just um, – I was just asking for goals. But I, th- I actually thought we, we started quite strong for the first 10 minutes or so, and there's a couple times where we've had uh, big teams come to the London Stadium and we've given them a game with Liverpool, Chelsea, and, and City last year. Um, but, no, it just, uh, it just got pretty bad pretty quickly with Fabianski going down, and he looks like he'll be gone for a little bit. And then uh, Harlan just... He, he made one run just before the penalty that uh, Grealish didn't see. He could have played him straight in behind. Uh, but uh, then it happens again with um, with Gundogan and plays him straight through, straight past the keeper, brings him down, easy 1-0. And the only moment we looked like getting back in the game was uh, was them turning the ball over and and Rice spooning it wide, well, over the bar. But uh, it's City. What, what do you expect? I I don't think uh, if either of you guys were, were playing City opening day, you would you would think you were getting too much. But I think it's a good building block. I think when um, Skamaka came on, he looked quite positive. But outside of that, it's it's City. We move. We'll we see how we go next week. Yeah, that's it. Well said. Um, talking about Declan Rice, that's question. I know Bryson and Brad are quite keen to sign him at Chelsea, but can you see him leaving West Ham this season? Um, I think depending on where we at, where where we were at in in January, I think might might say a lot. I think if 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 we have a, a tough start to the season, he he could move. I don't I don't think it'll be this window. But I think I was saying this this time last year. It's inevitable. You know, he's he's not going to be the next Mark Noble. Um. Uh, in terms of one club man, face of the club. It's just it's just when he goes and I I, I think it, it all depends on our start to the season. Cause there are times, especially towards the end of last season, I don't know if anyone caught some West Ham games, but he, he, he just looked frustrated. I know against Arsenal last year as well when he, he was he was kicking off at the end of that game. Um and even when we when we got knocked out against um Frankfurt and I think he's actually suspended for our first conference game because of that. And it's just times like that where I think he is starting to get a little bit frustrated at West Ham. And if we end up a little worse off than we have been the last two seasons, I think he could go. be interesting to see where Declan Rice ends up. I personally don't think he'll leave to go to Chelsea, but we shall see. Alrighty, moving on. The um, few of the boys here 
have got a couple of players and we're going to play a little game of guess the player. Basically, the boys are going to pick a player. They're going to rattle off the clubs that they've played for and we have to guess who the player is. Now, Brad, I believe you're just call it, Are we up. calling out answers? Yeah, call out answers. Out. Yeah, just call them out. Brad, who is your player, please? No worries. I'll just uh, get the ball rolling. All right. I... I chose this player because I thought his career path was a bit cool and a bit bit weird. But n- now that I look at it, it's probably not the uh, hardest to choose. But I guess whoever jumps in there first. So is it his birthday? <laughs> I'm not going to say anything more. Uh, his first known club was in 2012. And he was playing in Brazil uh, for Corinthians. William. 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 I'm back, boys. Oh. Okay. It's not William. All right. Yeah. Next one. I mean, wait. Could we just? Can we just guess now? You can guess now. Guess as he goes on. Yeah. David Luiz. Incorrect. Uh, now a... I'm going to say he moved to a certain country. I'm not going to say he moved to a certain team because I feel like this will give it away, make it easy. He then mm-hmm. moved to England. Oscar. No. Fernandinho. No. From England, he then moved. Rubinho. No. From England, he then moved to China. Oh man. Oh. Paul, no, not Paulinho. No, um, not Hulk. Where do I get Hulk from? Oh man, is it that? Blo- is it the one who played for Spurs? Paulinho. Yeah, that's a Paulinho. shout, Paulinho. You are joking me. Oh, to be fair, Jake the Tottenham fan couldn't yeah, even yeah, get did, it, I but did. the Arsenal no, fan I said, could get it. I said no, Paulinho, that's, that's... but then I said, "Wait, no, not Paulinho." No, yeah, no, it's not Paulinho. <laughs> yeah, mate. No, that's not. I'm that's not the reason, Alex. I knew it was Paulinho, but you don't want to know what's funny because the player I prepared. No way. For tonight. Was Paulinho. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that. Who's Paulinho? There's double points for ever got it. Paulinho party. That's mad. All right, Chris. I'll tell you what, Chris, find another player. We'll jump to Ben. Ben, rattle off your player. Okay. So this man. Started his career at Charlton. He had a couple non-important loan spells that we won't mention. Uh, he then went on. He then went to Arsenal. Charlton After that, Arsenal. he went on loan to West Ham for Carl two Jacobson. seasons. Is that yes? Correct. It is friend of the podcast and Newcastle Jets <laughs> legend oh, Carl Jenkinson. Yeah. Shit, eh? That's cool. That's a good one. I like it. All right, I got another. I got one for you. All right, last one. Let's go, Chris. All right. So this, uh, this, no. So this guy um, started at Real Madrid Castilla, which is the second team. Then he went to West Ham United. We need another club. What was the first team? Apologies, I couldn't hear. Real Madrid. Ben looks confused. So Real Madrid, the second team. Yes, and then he went to, Then he went is to it, West Ham United. Is it um? At what year was that? Sorry, 
you're asking something that I don't know. Oh. <laughs> not is he a defender? Uh, he is a defender. Is it Ar- Ar- Arabola or whatever his name is? Ar- 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 if you can say if you, if you can say Ar- the Arabola. name Ar- Arabola. Ar- Arabola. Ar- Ar- I don't know. Arabola. That's the one. That's no the one. one. No one. You, you, I know you're on the right track. You are on the right track, but I will give it to you if you can say his name correctly. Arabola. 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 It is. It is indeed. How many Just games did you play at West Ham? Brad, you went Abola. He he played uh, four matches for West Ham United, earning mm-hmm. three yellow cards with a total of three hundred and forty-six minutes before. Is that um, the statue? Before <laughs> before being moved, he went to uh, Deportivo de La Coruña for that twenty appearances, uh, and then went to Liverpool for 98 appearances and then Real Madrid for 235 appearances. How's the 40 knowledge? Second guess. That is, that, just to go from just Real Madrid, like the second joke. team to West Ham <laughs> and defender, that was those were your only hints you did extremely well. Thank you. Well, who am I okay, who's next? Who, who played for Barca? Who am I thinking of? Messi? I'll, I'll look yeah, up Messi. one in. You guys have another one in the meantime, just so I can get one. I got one. I can't believe we had two dud right backs. I think I think this will be good. I don't know. I don't know. I've got a good feeling about mine, but we'll see. All right. So he started off his career playing for Partizan. Do you know who that is? (laughs) Anyone got it yet? Belgrade. (laughs) Pardon? Partizan Belgrade, was it? Uh, Yeah, Partizan. Um, the Bel yeah, partisan Belgrade. That's it. Serbian team. Okay, that's the first team. Matthew. Next one, Mitrovic. Nah, nah. Oh, Milos Ninkovic. Nah. Next. Usain Bolt. Oh, close. Very close. Uh, he then moved on to Fiorentina in Syria, where he played for five years. Barkan Nope. Any guesses? Ilicic? Nope. All right. Should I move on? Yeah, move on. He then played for Manchester City for three years. Jovic. What's that? Who? Stefan Jovic. 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 That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, you got it. Good one. Underrated. Right, that. Mm. The Man City one. Well right. right. I got a good yeah. one. All right. Last one, Matt. Let's go. Now, I'm, I may butcher this team because I've never heard of it, but it is in France. Versailles, Versailles, Versailles. Versailles. Treaty of Versailles. Versailles. World War, World War I. I've got a guess. Modern history callback. He started in Versailles. Saliba. No. <laughs> he then moved to. Uh, Monaco, where he was in the youth team. Mm. And then he moved into the first team within the space of two years. Mm-hmm. Did someone call something out? No, I said no, no. Yes, it's Henri. Oh, man. I've got one. I've got a I was good trying one. to trick you because it was older. Damn. I've got a good one he to finish He played two trial games for the Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. I've got a good one. My player 
started his career for Watford in the under-18s or his professional career, Watford under-18s? Jaden Sancho. No. He then moved to Barry. 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 Barry FC. Barry. <laughs> he Is this Barry's? He then moves to Boston United. No? No. Nothing. Oh, you got me. Leighton got Orient. Me. No. Leighton Orient. Leighton Orient. Knockout. He then moved to Doncaster. Jesus. No, no, I'm gone. No, mate. What year is this? Within the last 10 years? Yep. 1958. He then moved uh, to Swansea. Tony. Luke Ayling. I don't know. <laughs> Just throw a random name out there. I have no idea, mate. Millwall. Who? Millwall. Millwall. Mm, nothing. My hint is everyone... All you guys will know know him. Akin like Fenwa. Yes, Akin Fenwa. Oh, fuck. You Google that 100%. No chance. Brad, no I've chance. got one for you quickly just as a Chelsea fan. I'm only going to give you one club. Okay. Or two, technically two clubs, but I'm not going to give you a yeah. year or anything like that. I transferred from Locomotive to Chelsea. Who am I? Oh, um, is it Yuri Zhirkov? No. <laughs> Victor Moses. No, Victor Moses went the other way, didn't he? Victor Moses was by one before Carl. Didn't he? he went like, I've wait, also played for it. Oh, Brian Tomovatovic. Yes, well done. Thank oh. you. Does that count, though, because he got it wrong? Uh, yes. Nice. All righty, guys. That. I think next week when we do it, we might uh, strip slam. What's the word? Um, streamline it a little bit better. Mm, yeah, definitely. But no, that was good. No, definitely. Send Not us bad. And we'll get them going. Yes. Damn us your suggestions, what you would like to hear and see on the podcast and on the socials, and let us know. But I'm afraid episodes come to an end. That's episode two of the Wannabe Pundits. And. Until next time, see you boys later. Bye-bye.